What's going on, y'all? It's uh, Jabber and Jamar, episode 22. Um, this is a little different than what's most episodes that we normally do. Uh, normally, I do it on Mondays, and normally it's like a, it's kind of a more planned out situation. I'm having like some technical difficulties, so this is basically just to record the audio version. So if anybody's like wondering why it's a little different, because we're just trying to record the audio version, and we're just using a, the, uh, the video to kind of like see how things would be if uh, we change the format of the show. And I'll go through that in a little bit while we will be changing the format of the show. Um, but this show is actually about rankings. And for those of you who don't know, uh, AP poll, which is the Associated Press, has a poll they take. Um, and it's, I think it comes out weekly on Sundays after the Saturday and Friday night games and some of Thursday night games as well. And the, basically, Associated Press comes out with their um, their list of who they think the top 25 teams is. Um before the playoff era, the AP poll actually determined what your ranking was all season. So people kind of still give it some weight. Um, but as we've changed models, uh, for those who love college football, we changed the models to the CFP model. Um, it's like a little different. So as you start watching throughout the year or whatever, the AP poll, people think that it's everything. And then the coaches also have a poll. So normally the coaches poll and the AP poll don't actually match up. And the reason that it normally doesn't match up is because the coaches poll is normally gives most teams respect. So like a lot of times the coaches poll will have like Alabama number one, Clemson number two or vice versa, because they know the truth about the rankings. The rankings don't actually matter in the AP. AP is just a bunch of like people who like are in journalism and they decide, hey, we think because we watch this team X amount of times that this team is better than everybody else. And it's cool. But a lot of it is based on their own agendas, who they want to meet, what they want the narrative to be for that year. So uh, I'll just give you this before I start and get into the facts. All right. So a long time ago, well, a while ago, um, when Florida State was really good, Florida State used to have the polls would come out. And when the polls would come out, Florida State would get like kind of crapped on by the AP poll. Well, and but the coaches poll always had them number one because people know that you got to play these guys. They can see who who voted what. So as they, you know, go through the season, they'd be like, oh, I remember Oregon voted me, you know, voted and said we was trash. They go play Oregon. They beat Oregon by 100. So that's kind of how it goes. So now if you look at the coaches poll now, the coaches poll has Clemson number three, which in my case, I don't really mind. As long as I'm in the top four, I know what we capable capable of. So I'm not really tripping about that. But what I am tripping about is the like the mass hysteria that happens from people who don't really understand the polls. So that is why I'm here to explain the polls. Okay, so AP poll comes out from week one to week, let's just say, we'll just go use week 15. No, well, we'll use week 15 because as you know, you can be 15 and up. So we'll use one through 15 as the parameter. So AP polls come out that whole time. All right, after week 11, which will be next week. Yeah, next week or so. After next week or this week coming. Yeah, this week coming after this weekend. You'll have a whole nother set of polls that will start coming out. And they'll be the college football polls. And they'll be the college football playoff picture. As the playoff picture shapes up, that will take over for the AP poll. So the AP poll that everybody sees, it won't even matter because that... AP poll doesn't matter. That means nothing. Like the bowls don't, it doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that's going to matter is what the college football playoff predictions say. And they use a formula. So 
it's not just off based off human error. It's going to be a formula that they use to compile the stats and FPI and all this other stuff to basically find out who the best four teams are in the in the college football right now. So I am going to put something in perspective for you right now. And the undefeated teams that I like know off the top of my brain are Alabama, LSU, Clemson. Uh, I'm missing somebody. Clemson, Baylor, Ohio State, Penn State. And if I'm missing somebody, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to mess up your fan base. I just I literally just you don't have it in front of me. So out of all those teams. The one team that nobody has been talking about at all is Baylor. Baylor is undefeated. And now that Oklahoma has lost, they're the only chance that the Big 12 actually has to get into the college football playoff. And the funny thing about it is it could easily happen. If they go and they take care of business, I don't even know if there's a Big 12 championship game, but if there is, then they go take care of business. They could possibly be in this thing because they don't really, they won't face anybody. And you know, the Big 12 don't have no defense. It's just like the Pac-12. So I want to humor you guys for like a couple minutes because I'm not going to stay on this thing very long. All right. So predicting the future. So if we go and say we know that Michigan plays Ohio State at the end of the year and we know that's a big game. We know Michigan has had their struggles. We know that Michigan is not as great as you would think. But either way it goes, Michigan's in there. So Michigan has a chance to ruin Ohio State's season in lack of a better word. But the crazy thing about it is in this whole bigger scheme of things, Penn State also has a chance to ruin Ohio State's um, season with the win against them, which could easily happen. I think Penn State's very skilled. I think that that would be a very good game. I'm going to watch that game and I'm going to watch it as a fan, even though I am going to be pulling for the home team because I do live in uh, Pennsylvania. So I'll be pulling for Penn State. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. All right. So that's a big thing in the Big Ten. So. Now we're going to move over to the SEC because the SEC is where everybody thinks all the money is, which, I mean, at the end of the day, it could be. But if LSU and Bama play, well, when they play in two weeks, there's a possibility that Tua won't play. If Tua doesn't play in this game, the playoff committee could decide the loss against LSU. If it's close enough loss, it could be prevented by Tua if Tua would have played. So they could do one of two things. And I think Bama might actually do this. Because there's a chance possibility that even with Tua, they could lose. So I think Nick Saban is smart enough to say, you know what? Maybe we should hold Tua out, give him another week or two. Go to LSU, put up a good fight, maybe even win. If you win, then you look like studs. If you lose, you say, oh, man, dang, we ain't have Tua. The playoff committee will take that under consideration when they do their rankings because that's what they've done the last couple of years. As people fall off, major players fall out, they out for a game or a week or so. They don't hold that against the team as high as if you like Georgia and you go to go uh, South Carolina, come into town and beat blow you out. Well, not blow you out, but they beat you. So we got to start looking at it from that perspective. I know a lot of people put a lot of pressure on the AP poll because they think that the AP poll is made by these experts. But these guys aren't experts. A lot of them are just sports columnists who have their own agendas that they're also pushing on the back end because it gives them something to write about. If it stays 
Alabama and Clemson all the time, they have nothing to write about. They just, it's just it makes you know college football kind of dull. So what they do is they try to mix it up. They try to bring as much new blood. Okay, yeah, Ohio State's not a new blood, but Ohio State hasn't been in the last two years. So basically, if you throw Ohio State at number one or you throw LSU at number one, it generates more conversation. So then we have conversations like we have it now about who's the best couple teams, but really nothing has changed in the last two years. These teams are just haven't lost yet. And last year, we know that uh, Ohio State took the loss to Purdue and that kind of derailed their season or whatever. All right. Back on my soapbox. So let's just say this. So let's just say, because we're talking about the SEC, let's just say that LSU does what I say they're going to do. They go, they beat Bama. All right. No, no. We'll say what I say. So we'll say that Bama beats LSU. All right. Bama beats LSU, but they turn around and lose to Auburn after Thanksgiving in that game. So then you got LSU on one loss, LSU. You got a one loss, Alabama. And you could possibly have a, I think Auburn might have two losses. But either way it goes, you still got that going on. And you still got a one loss, Georgia. And that's if Georgia don't lose again. And that's all going into that conference championship um, weekend. So think about how crazy that'll be to have a one loss, Georgia, or a one loss, LSU, going against a one loss, Georgia, to decide who's going to the college playoff. In my mind, that is what I'm hoping for. I am hoping for that. I am praying for that because it will be complete chaos and it will change their mind on this 14 system, which I mean, all honestly, it hasn't really affected Clemson or the ACC like that because the ACC hasn't had a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of competition in the last couple of years. But if it ever does strike up the conversation of having this thing in and saying that, you know, the ACC will have two teams in it. It'll be great. You just throw eight teams in it. The two top, the top two teams of every um of every league get a shot to make it to the play. Well, get a shot to make it to the playoff. I think it's perfect. I think it's genius. I mean, I I can write a letter. I don't know if it'll do anywhere, but it is what it is. So we'll do this. So if you humor me again, and we talk about this a little more. So let's just say for lack of argument, well, for just argument, we have. Uh, we have Michigan and Michigan beats Ohio State at the end. She got a one loss Ohio State. All right. The one loss Ohio State will not get in. The one loss Oklahoma will not get in because they are so SEC drunk that every other conference that has a one loss conference champion probably won't get in because of the hubris that the SEC has and the way that the SEC is pretty much controlling the entire narrative of college football right now it's just they just make it seem like they're just the best conference but the crazy thing about it is the acc and other conferences beat the sec all the time the top teams in the other conferences beat these mid-range to high-range sec teams on pretty much on the, the seasonally basis but they don't get talked about because it's like oh well you guys call them early in the year or whatever the case may be. And the crazy thing about it is the Blue Bloods, the top guys in the SEC will take a loss and they'll find any reason to say that that was an isolated incident and it'll never happen again and throw them in the playoff. The only bad thing about this is when you go and you talk about isolated incidents within the college football playoff bracket is last year, people don't believe in the, the eye test because last year, 
the eye test screwed the college football playoff committee because they went and put Notre Dame in it. And Notre Dame is a known F up. The only difference between Michigan and the only difference between Michigan and Notre Dame is that Notre Dame doesn't have a conference championship to be exposed in. They don't fall into a conference. And what happens is with them not having a conference, every time that they do this and they don't have a conference, all they do is mess up everything for everybody else because they don't have an extra game, another chance to lose. And at the end of the day, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm all right with a, whatever happens. But if we're looking at uh we're looking at Notre Dame, we're looking at Michigan, we're looking at these older names that are now trying to get back in the trying to get back in the swing of everything to kind of say that they there, it's kind of stupid. It, it it makes everything seem like more jumbled and more like crazy because these teams don't actually aren't really good anymore. Like they're just, they're not a part of the conversation. Like everybody has, has eclipsed them and went past them now. So we kind of need to stop putting them in the conversation, at least until Michigan beat somebody decent and then they get rid of uh, the guy down at Notre Dame. I'm not even going to say his name. He's the Kelly guy. Um, I think he's an idiot. And I think every time that he goes to a big game, he's completely embarrassed and should be berated down the street and he should be fired on the spot as soon as the season's over with. Um, so yeah, that is what I'm thinking for my playoff, uh, playoff predictions or whatever. And I know it's kind of early and I know we got a lot of stuff to see and we got a lot of things that still can happen. But if I'm, if I'm being honest, that's what I would like to happen. That would change this whole, like a narrative of, you know, them knowing who the, the top teams are before the, the season even before the season even starts and before they even had a, the playoff team brackets, even they even meet the first time. I think it's nuts. So if, you know, we taking everything in uh, in consideration, I think they should do that. I think they should. I think that if the if the chaos happens with the SEC this year and some of them guys and the guys that they want to make it don't make it, they'll change it up. All this, all it's gonna take is Nick Saban to want to change it. Because right now, Nick Saban don't want to change the playoff, you know, the playoff uh, complexity. Because every year it puts him in it, and even in the time that people should have got in it outside of him, he's just pretty much boss hogged his way in there. And then they end up, they end up winning the national championship that year because um, they were banged up, um, and they kind of they gave us complete chaos that year. They beat us in the semifinals. I'm not mistaken. They beat us in the semifinals and went on to win after everybody got healthy. Um, so, yeah, that's where we at, man. And uh, for those of you guys who like and subscribe to my channel and to uh, the podcast that's on Anchor and on, also on Google Podcast now, um, we're going to have a special um, a special new segment that we're going to have. But it's actually going to be a whole, sh- uh, whole different show. And it's actually going to be on Saturday mornings before the first couple games start playing. And that's just going to be us like making our picks. And then we'll basically me and my wife will have a contest. To see who wins. She thinks that she's better than me at picking teams and picking the picking the games. But we'll do like our own analysis. They will give a uh, a couple different points. If you're a better, we'll try to give some betting lines um, before the game, so you guys can kind of see uh, where the lines are and how the lines change from the time that maybe you were going to make a bet, or if uh, the line has moved up or down, just to kind of see what you think. And if the if Vegas, and then we'll go through every week as Vegas makes their picks. That next following monday on my actual show we'll review what the uh if vegas was right so that way as you guys if you guys want to do kind of any type of sports betting or something it kind of kind of give you a parameter of looking at how vegas is doing because like the bigger games in the later in the year they can make it's a good way to add some revenue to your um add some revenue to your pocket before christmas and stuff so 
whatever we can do to help. And, you know, I love sports, so that can help me in, in the same way. So, um, yeah, that's been it, though. Uh, if you guys have anything, comments, questions, concerns, put it in the uh, comment section of the video itself or you can actually direct message me and I'll answer it back. If I don't answer it back with a direct message like I do sometimes or get into it with you in the DMs, then we can talk about it next time on the show and we'll get input from our other viewers and start a uh, dialogue that way. All right. Well, that's it. Jabbering with Jamar out.